Hello, 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 my fellow bookworms. How are you beautiful people doing today? Y'all already know who it is, and if you don't, it's your new internet best friend, Nia Phantom. Stick around for a little bit, join the friend group. All you have to do is follow the podcast. Yes, it's that simple. Before we get into what y'all came here for, y'all can follow me on Instagram at the Neo Phantom and everything else at Neo Phantom, N-I-A-P-H-A-N-T-O-M. For the podcast, it's Vibe W Phantom on all social platforms. Business inquiries are handled through email and if interested, Vibe W Phantom, same as the social handle, is the address. Again, at this point, it shouldn't have to be said, but... I have to say it anyways. We are continuing The House Made by Frieda McFadden, chapters 22 to 25. So get your chapters ready. Chapters 22 to 25, I excited. Trigger warnings before we start are or includes gaslighting, blackmail, profanity, torture, violence, murder, and captivity. For the safety of my listeners... I have to list all of them. I don't want to traumatize none of y'all. I don't want to bring back trauma. I don't want to trigger y'all. I don't want to make y'all feel some type of way. So I appreciate your support, but you could go ahead and click off for me. Thank you. Love you. Now we know we can't continue reading without doing a recap. So boom, chapter 17 to 21, which is what we read last time. Nina and Andrew. Long story short, they gone to a fertility specialist and found out that Nina is unable to have a child. She's barren. So, Andrew going through it, of course, because he really wants to have a child. That's something that he dreamt of, especially within a marriage, as he's married to Nina. Um, We also know that Cecilia is not his child, so that's taking a toll on him as well because he don't get to have a child of his own but nina does nina and andrew got into a fight because she feels as though she isn't able to make him happy or give him what he really wants or desires because she's old like i just said she's barren da 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 she feels as though he wants someone young that he doesn't love her anymore it was a whole shebang y'all should listen to the last one which was episode tw- episode 34 <laughs> We also learned, episode 34 was crazy, we also learned something or discovered something about Nina that threw me for a loop. They started to reveal why Nina went to the Looney Tunes house, why she went to Psych Ward. The last lines from chapter 21, he jumps up from the table and darts out of the dining room. But just before he disappears up the stairs, He gives me one last long lingering look. Chapter 22, let's get to it. I spend the next week avoiding Andrew Winchester. I can't even deny anymore that I have feelings for him. Not just feelings, I have a very serious crush on this man. I think about him all the time. I even dream about him kissing me. And he might have feelings for me too even though he claims he loves Nina. But the key point is, I don't want to lose this job. You don't keep jobs by sleeping with your married boss. So I do my best to stuff all my feelings away. 
Andrew is at work most of the day anyway. It's easy enough to stay out of his way. Tonight, as I'm pulling plates of food out for dinner, preparing to dash off before Andrew comes into the room, Nina wanders into the dining area. She bobs her head in approval at the salmon with a side of white rice and, of course, chicken nuggets for Cecilia. That smells wonderful, Millie, she remarks. Thanks. I hover near the kitchen, ready to call it quits for the evening, our usual routine. Will that be all? Just one thing, she pats her blonde hair. Were you able to book those tickets for a showdown? Yes, I snatched up the last two orchestra seats for showdown this Sunday night. I was so proud of myself. They cost a small fortune, but the Winchesters can afford it. You are in the sixth row from the stage. You could practically touch the actors. Wonderful. Nina claps her hands together. And you book the hotel room? At the plaza. Since it's a bit of a drive into the city, Nina and Andrew will be staying overnight at the plaza hotel. Cecilia is going to be staying at a friend's house and I'll get the whole damn house to myself. Okay, Millie. <laughs> you can watch TV now. Anyways, I can walk around naked if I want. I'm not planning to walk around naked, but it's nice to know I could. It will be so lovely, Nina sighs. Andy and I really need this. I bite my tongue. I'm not going to comment on the state of Nina and Andrew's relationship, especially since the door slams at that moment, which means Andrew is home. Suffice to say, ever since that doctor's visit and their subsequent fight, they seem to have been somewhat distant from each other. Not that I'm paying attention, but it's hard not to notice the awkward politeness they have around each other. No, that's what I was saying. That's what I was saying. Like, every time they encounter each other now, it's like they trying to pretend to be cool with each other. I don't know if it's because Cecilia is be around or whatever, but it is be weird. I don't know. Anyways, and Nina herself seems off her game. Like right now, her white blouse is buttoned wrong. She missed the button and the whole thing is lopsided. I'm itching to tell her, but she'll scream at me if I do, so I keep my mouth shut. I hope you have a wonderful time, I say. We will, she beams at me. I can hardly wait all week. I frown. All week? The show is in three days. Andrew strides into the kitchen dining room, pulling off his tie. He stops short when he sees me, but he stifles a reaction, and I stifle my own reaction to how handsome he looks in that suit. Three days, Nina repeats. Millie, I asked you to book the tickets for a week from Sunday. I distinctly remember. Yes. I shake my head, but you told me that over a week ago, so I booked them for this Sunday? Nina's cheeks turn pink, so you admit I told you to book it for a week from Sunday and you still booked it for this Sunday? <sighs> I couldn't work. I could not work for Nina. 
I feel like I go in and seen and I only read in the book. No, what I'm saying is, I can't believe you could be so careless. She pulls her arms across her chest. I can't make the show this Sunday. I have to drive Cecilia to her summer camp in Massachusetts. Sunday. And I'm spending the night out there. What? I could have sworn she told me to book it for this coming Sunday and that Cecilia would be staying at a friend's house. There's no way I got this messed up. Maybe somebody else could take her? I mean, the tickets are non-refundable. Nina looks affronted. I'm not letting somebody else take my daughter to summer camp when I'm not going to see her for two weeks. Why not? That's no worse than trying to kill her, but I can't say that. I can't believe how badly you screwed this up, Millie. She shakes her head. The cost of these tickets and the hotel room is coming right out of your paycheck. See ya. Yeah. My mouth falls open. The cost of those tickets and a hotel room at the plaza are more than my paycheck. Hell, it's more than three paychecks. I'm trying to save up so I can get the hell out of here. I blink back tears at the thought of not getting paid for the foreseeable future. Nina, Andrew breaks in. Don't get upset about this. Look, I'm sure there's a way to refund the tickets. I'll call the credit card company and take care of it. Nina shoots me a seething look. Fine, but if we can't get the money back, I expect you to pay for it. Do you understand? I nod wordlessly and then I dash off to the kitchen before she can catch me crying. I feel so bad for Millie. So bad. But chapter 23. On Sunday afternoon, I get two pieces of good news. First, Andrew managed to refund the tickets and I won't have to work for free. Second, Cecilia is going to be gone for two whole weeks. I'm not sure which of these revelations I'm happier about. I'm glad I don't have to shell out of money for the tickets. But I'm even happier that I don't have to wait on Cecilia anymore. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree with that one. Cecilia has packed enough luggage to last her at least one year. I swear to God, it's like she puts everything she owns in those bags. And then if there were any space left, she filled it with rocks. That's how it feels as I'm carrying the bags out to Nina's Lexus. Please be careful with that, Millie. Nina watches me fretfully as I summon superhuman strength to lift the bags into her trunk. My palms are bright red from where I was holding the straps. Please don't break anything. What could Cecilia possibly be carrying to camp that's so fragile? Don't they mostly just bring clothing and books and bug spray? But far be it for me to question her. Sorry. When I get back in the house to retrieve the last of Cecilia's bags, I catch Andrew jogging down the stairs. He catches me about to lift the monstrous piece of luggage and his eyes widen. Hey, he says, I'll carry that for you. That looks really heavy. I'm fine, I insist, only because Nina is coming out of the garage. Yes, she's got it, Andy. Nina wags a finger. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. You need to be careful about your bad back. He shoots her a look. My back is fine. Anyway, I want to say goodbye to Cece. Nina pulls a face. Are you sure you won't come with us? 
I wish I could, he says, but I can't miss an entire day of work tomorrow. I've got meetings in the afternoon. She sniffs. You always put work first. He grimaces. I don't blame him for being hurt by her comment. As far as I can tell, it's completely untrue. Despite being a successful businessman, Andrew is home every single night for dinner. He does occasionally go to work on the weekends, but he's also attended two dance recitals this month, one piano recital, a fourth grade graduation ceremony, a karate demonstration, and one night they were gone for hours for some sort of art show at the day school. I'm sorry, he says anyway. She sniffs again and turns her head. Andrew reaches out to touch her arm, but she jerks it away and dashes to the kitchen to get her purse. Something in me. Just have a feeling that Nina know what's going on with them too. Like she's seeing it. She's feeling it. And she don't know what to do with herself. Instead, he leaves the last piece of luggage into his arms and goes out to the garage to dump it in the trunk and say goodbye to Cecilia, who is sitting in Nina's snow-colored Lexus. Wearing a lacy white dress that is wildly inappropriate for summer camp. Not that I would ever say anything. Two whole weeks without that little monster. I want to jump with joy, but instead I turn my lips down. It'll be sad without Cecilia here this month. I say as Nina comes back out of the kitchen. Really, she says dryly. I thought you couldn't stand her. My jaw drops open. Yo, my jaw drops. My eyes, they're wide open. Hold on. <laughs> okay. My jaw drops open. I mean, yes, yeah, she's right that Cecilia and I have not hit it off. But I didn't realize she knew I felt that way. If she knows that, does she realize I'm not a big fan of Nina herself either? Nina smooths down her white blouse and goes back out to the garage. As soon as she leaves the room, it's like all the tension has been sucked out of me. I always feel on edge when Nina's around. It's like she's dissecting everything I do. Andrew emerges from the garage, wiping his hands on his jeans. I love how he wears a t-shirt and jeans on the weekends. I love the way his hair gets toozled when he's doing physical activities. I love the way he smiles and winks at me. I wonder if... He feels the same way I do about Nina leaving. So, he says, now that Nina is gone, I have a confession to make. Oh, I don't know. I scared. I scared. Okay. Now that Nina is gone, I have a confession to make. Oh, a confession. I'm madly in love with you. I'm going to leave Nina so we can run off together to Aruba. Nah. Not too likely. I couldn't get a refund on the show tickets. He bangs his head. I didn't want Nina to give you a hard time over it. Or try to charge you for Christ's sake. I'm sure she was the one who told you the wrong date. I nod slowly. Yes, she did. But, well, anyway, thank you. I appreciate it. So, I mean, you should take the tickets. Go to the city tonight and see the show with a friend. And you can stay at the Plaza Hotel room overnight. I almost gasped. That's so generous. The right side of his lips quirks up. Well, we've got the tickets. Why should they go to waste? Enjoy it. Yeah, I toy with the hem of my t-shirt thinking 
I can't imagine what Nina would say if she found out. And I have to admit, just the thought of going gives me anxiety. I appreciate the gesture, but I'll pass on the show. Really? This is supposed to be the best show of the decade. You don't like going to shows on Broadway? He has no idea about my life. What I've been doing for the last decade? Nothing. I've never even been to a show on Broadway. Then you need to go, I insist. Right? But I take a deep breath. The truth is I don't have anyone to go with and I don't feel like going alone. So like I said, I'll pass. Andrew stares at me for a moment, rubbing his finger against the slight stubble on his jaw. Finally, he says, I'll go with you. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all doing me in with this book. Y'all doing me in with this book. I had a feeling it was coming from he on for the tickets. I know it was coming, but all right. I raised my eyebrows. Are you sure that's a good idea? He hesitates. I know Nina has jealousy issues, but that's no reason to let these expensive tickets go to waste. And it's a crime you've never seen a show on Broadway before. It'll be fun. Yes, it will be fun. That's what I'm worried about, damn it. I imagine my evening unfolding, driving out to Manhattan in Andrew's BMW, sitting in the orchestra for one of the hottest shows on Broadway, then maybe grabbing a bite to eat at one of the nearby restaurants and enjoying a glass of Prosecco. First off, pause. Y'all know what just hit me? This whole like evening thing was supposed to be based around like romance, like a romantic evening for Nina and Andrew. But instead, now it's going to be Millie and Andrew, meaning that Millie and Andrew is going to be staying in whatever suite was set up for Nina and Andrew. Y'all, I just, I have to see how this play out. I have to see. Having a conversation with Andrew where we don't have to worry about Nina showing up and glowering at us. It sounds wonderful. Sure, I say, let's do it. Andrew's face lights up. Awesome, I'll go change and let's meet down here in about an hour, okay? You got it. <laughs> oh my gosh. As I climb the stairs to the attic, I get a dark, heavy sensation in the pit of my stomach. As much as I'm looking forward to tonight, I have a bad feeling about it. I have a feeling that if I go to the show tonight, something terrible will happen. I already have a totally inappropriate crush on Andrew. It seems like spending the entire night with him, just the two of us, is tempting fate. But that's ridiculous. We're just going to Manhattan to enjoy a show. See, that's the gut feeling that you cannot ignore. But okay, we are two adults and we are completely in control of our own actions. This will be fine. If you say so. Chapter 24. I can't go to a Broadway show in jeans and a t-shirt, that's for sure. I checked online and officially there's no dress code, but it just feels wrong. Anyway, Andrew said he was going to change so I need to wear something nice. The problem is I don't own anything nice. Well, technically I do. I have that bag of clothing Nina gave me. 
y'all this feels so wrong you going to a night out with nina's husband and her clothing i mean technically it's yours because she gave it to you but her used clothing like i hung up the outfits so they wouldn't get damaged but i have yet to wear any of them for the most part they're all fancy dresses and it's not like i've had many occasions to dress up while cleaning the winchester house I don't really want to put on a ball gown to go do my vacuuming, but tonight is an occasion to dress up for. Maybe the only such occasion I'll have for a long time. The biggest problem is that all of the dresses are so blindingly white. Obviously, it's Nina's favorite color. White is not my favorite color. I don't even think I have a favorite color. Anything but orange. But I never liked wearing white because it gets dirty so easily. I'll have to be especially careful tonight and I won't be wearing all white because I don't have any white shoes. All I've got are some black pumps so that's what I'll be wearing. I looked through the dresses trying to figure out which one would be most appropriate for tonight. They're all beautiful and also extremely sexy. I select a form-fitting cocktail dress that falls just above my knees with a lace halter neckline. I had assumed since Nina is quite a bit heavier than I am, it will be loose on me. But she must have purchased it many years ago. It fits me so perfectly. I couldn't have found something better if I had bought it specifically for myself. I take it easy with the makeup, just a few dabs of lipstick, a tiny bit of eyeliner, and that's it. Whatever else happens tonight, I'm going to behave myself. The last thing I want is any trouble. Trouble coming. Let me just say that. And I have no doubt that if Nina suspects a whiff of anything between me and her husband, she'll make it her mission to destroy me. Andrew is already in the living room when I descend the stairs. He's wearing a gray suit jacket and a matching tie, and he's taking the time to shower and shave off that stubble on his chin. He looks... God, he looks incredible, devastatingly handsome. So handsome, I want to grab him by the lapels. But the most amazing thing is the way his eyes fly open when he catches sight of me. And he inhales audibly. And then for a few moments, the two of us are just staring at each other. Jesus, Millie. His aunt is shaking a bit as he adjusts his tie. Are you scared? You look. He doesn't complete his thought, which is probably a good thing, because he's not looking at me in a way you're supposed to be looking at a woman who is not your wife. I open my mouth, wondering if I should ask him if this is a bad idea. If maybe we should call off the whole thing, but I can't quite make myself say that. Andrew manages to rip his eyes away from me and looks down at his watch. We better get going. Parking can be a pain around Broadway. Yes, of course. Let's go. There's no turning back now. I feel almost like a celebrity when I'm sliding into the cool leather seat of Andrew's BMW. This car is nothing like my Nissan. Andrew climbs into the driver's seat and that's when I notice my skirt is riding up my thighs. Her skirt riding up her thighs, y'all. Okay. When I put on the dress, it came nearly down to my knees, but sitting down and somehow mid-thigh. I tug at it, but the second I let go, it rides back up. 
Fortunately, Andrew's eyes are on the road as we exit the gate surrounding the property. He's a good, faithful husband. Just because he looked like he was nearly going to pass out when he saw me in this dress, that doesn't mean he's not going to be able to control himself. I'm so excited about this, I comment as he makes his way to the Long Island Expressway. I can't believe I'm going to see Showdown. He nods. I've heard it's incredible. I even listened to some of the songs on my phone while I was getting dressed, I admit. He laughs. You said we're in sixth row, right? That's right. Not only are we going to see the hottest show on Broadway, but we're so close we can almost touch the actors. If they enunciate too much, we will be showered in their saliva. And weirdly, I'm excited about that. But listen, he raises his eyes. I get nervous for whatever we, I, I don't know. He raises his eyebrows. I feel bad you're not going with Nina. I tug at the hem of my skirt, which seems like it's on a mission to show off my underwear. She was the one who wanted these tickets. He waves a hand. Don't worry about it. In the time we've been married, Nina has seen more Broadway shows than I can count. This is special to you. You're really going to enjoy it. I'm sure she would want you to enjoy it. <laughs> I'm not so sure about that. Trust me, it's fine. He slows to a stop at a red light as his fingers drum against the steering wheel. I notice his eyes stray from the windshield. After a moment, I realize where he's looking. He's looking at my legs. I lift my eyes and he realizes he's been caught. His cheeks color and he looks away. Oh. I cross my legs and shift in my seat. Nina would definitely not be happy if she knew about any of this, but there is no chance she's going to find out. And anyway, we're not doing anything wrong. So what if Andrew looks at my legs? Looking isn't a crime. Looking ain't a crime. You do the crime, you do the time. Move, please. Move, please. Chapter 25, last chapter for this episode. Y'all, I have a feeling this gonna end on a cliffhanger, so prepare yourselves. Because we ain't got no extra chapter in this episode, I'm sorry. Chapter 25. It's a beautiful June evening. I brought a wrap with me, but it's so warm out. I end up leaving it in Andrew's car. So I've got nothing besides my white dress and my purse that doesn't match. As we wait in line to be allowed into the theater. I gasp when I see the inside of the theater. I don't think I've ever seen anything like this in my lifetime. The orchestra alone contains I was thinking about that like what if one what if somebody who knows Nina sees them there but they don't see her cuz they say or would Andrew say that she been to hella Broadway shows. Half the time she probably went with her friends or like obviously people she know instead of going by herself. So I would think that just like her, they would want to see this special Broadway show. So, let's see how it goes, I guess. The orchestra alone contains rows and rows of seats. But then, when I lift my head, there are two sets of seats stretching up all the way to the ceiling above. And up in the front is a red curtain that is lit from below with tantalizing yellow light. 
When I finally tear my eyes away from the sight in front of me, I notice Andrew has an amused look on his face. What? I say. It's just cute, he says. It's cute? Andrew, stop while you're ahead, please. I mean, I wanted to continue. <laughs> but for Nina's sake, for y'all's sake, before Nina kill y'all, stop while you're ahead. That's just my take. The look on your face, I'm so used to it. But I love seeing it through your eyes. Andrew, you talking real tough right there. Slow down. Slow down, okay? It's just so big, I say, self-consciously. An usher comes to hand us playbills and lead us to our seats. And then comes the really amazing part. He keeps leading us closer and closer and closer and when we finally get to our seats, I can't believe how close we are to the stage. If I wanted, I could grab the actors by their ankles. Not that I would, because that would definitely violate my parole, but it might be possible. As I sit next to Andrew in one of the best seats of the hottest show in town, in this amazing theater, I don't feel like a girl who just got out of prison, who doesn't have a penny to her name, who is working a job she hates. I feel special. Like maybe I deserve to be here. I gaze at Andrew's profile. This is all because of him. He could have been a jerk about the whole thing and charged me for the tickets or gone with a friend of his. He would have had every right to do so, but he didn't. He took me here tonight and I'll never forget it. Thank you, I blurt out. He rotates his head to look at me his lips curl he's so handsome when he smiles my pleasure over the music playing and the commotion of people finding their seats i just barely hear a buzzing sound coming from my purse it's my phone i take it out and discover a message from nina on the screen don't forget to put out the trash i grit my teeth if anything can bring your fantasies of being more than a maid to a screeching halt, it's a message from your employer telling you to lug the garbage to the curb. Nina always reminds me about the trash. Every single week, even though I've never once forgotten. But the absolute worst part is that when I see your text, I realize that I have forgotten to take the garbage to the curb. I usually do it after dinner and the change in the schedule threw me off. It's fine though, I just have to remember to do it tonight when we get back. After Andrew's BMW turns back into a pumpkin. Y'all, if y'all ain't know, that's a Cinderella reference. When her chariot turned into a pumpkin or whatever, so I guess she referring to herself as Cinderella, if y'all didn't pick that up. I just feel a little less anxious because this means that they ain't going to the plaza hotel this means that they ain't going to the plaza hotel so good for them anyways you okay andrew's eyebrows are knitted together as he watched me read the text my warm feelings for him evaporate slightly andrew isn't a guy i'm dating who is spoiling me with a broadway show he's my employer He's married. He only brought me here because he feels sorry for me for being so uncultured. And I can't let myself forget it. 
The show is absolutely amazing. I am literally at the edge of my seat in the sixth row, my mouth hanging open. I can tell why this show is one of the most popular on Broadway. The musical numbers are so catchy, the dance numbers are so elaborate, and the actor playing the lead is dreamy. Although I can't help but think he's not quite as handsome as Andrew. After three standing ovations, the show is finally over and the audience start to filter toward the exits. Andrew leisurely rises from his seat and stretches out a kink in his back. So, how about some dinner? Okay, okay Andrew. I slide the playbill into my purse. It's risky to save it, but I'm desperate to hold on to the memory of this magical experience. Sounds good. Do you have a place in mind? There's an amazing French restaurant a couple of blocks away. Do you like French food? I've never had French food before, I admit, although I like the fries. He laughs. I think you'll enjoy it. My treat, of course. What do you say? I say that Nina wouldn't enjoy finding out that her husband took me to a Broadway show and then treated me to an expensive French dinner. But what the hell, we're already here and it's not like the meal would make her more mad than a show alone. May as well go for broke. Sounds good. In my old life, before I worked for the Winchesters, I never could have gone into a French restaurant like the one where Andrew takes me. There's a menu posted on the door and I only glance at a few of the prices, but any appetizer would wipe me out for several weeks. But standing next to Andrew wearing Nina's white dress, I fit in here. Nobody is going to ask me to leave anyway. I'm sure as we walk into the restaurant, everybody thinks we're a couple. I saw our reflection in the glass outside the restaurant and we look good together. If I'm honest, we look better as a couple than he and Nina do. And I agree, even though I don't know how y'all look or how y'all looked on a night, I agree. Nobody notices that he has a wedding band and I don't. What they might notice is the way he gently places a hand on the small of my back to lead me to our table, then pulls out a chair for me. You're such a gentleman, I remark. He chuckles. Thank my mother. That's the way I was raised. Well, she raised you right. He beams at me. She'd be very glad to hear that. Of course, it makes me think about Cecilia. That spoiled little brat who seemed to get off on ordering me around. Then again, Cecilia has been through a lot. Her mother tried to murder her, after all. Every time that get brought up in the story, it is be like, bro, what the hell Nina on? When the waiter comes to take our drink orders, Andrew orders a glass of red wine, so I do the same. I don't even look at the prices. It's just going to make me sick, and he already said he's paying. I have no idea what to order. None of the names of dishes sound familiar. The whole menu is in French. Do you understand the menu? We, oui, Andrew says. I raise my eyebrows. Do you speak French? We, oui, madame, that. He winks at me. 
I'm fluent, actually. I spent my junior year of college studying in Paris. Okay, and this making me think about Enzo. Because I was like, how does Enzo communicate with his employers? Now we know Andrew is fluent in French. So, okay, cool. He said, I'm fluent, actually. I spent my junior year of college studying in Paris. Wow. Not only did I not spend any time studying French in college, I never went to college at all. My high school diploma is a GED. Do you want me to read the menu to you in English? My cheeks grow warm. You don't have to do that. Just pick out some things you think I'd like. He looks pleased by that answer. Okay, I can do that. The waiter arrives with a bottle of wine and two glasses. I watch as he uncorks the bottle and pours us both heaping glasses. Andrew gestures for him to leave the bottle. I grab my glass and take a long sip. Oh god, that's really good. So much better than what I get for five bucks at the local liquor store. How about you, he says. Do you speak any other languages? I shake my head. I'm lucky I speak English. Andrew doesn't smile at my joke. You shouldn't put yourself down, Millie. You've been working for us for months and you have a great work ethic. And you're obviously smart. I don't even know why you would want this job, although we're lucky to have you. Don't you have any other career aspirations? I play with my napkin, avoiding his eyes. He doesn't know anything about me. If he did, he would understand. I don't want to talk about it. He hesitates for a moment, then he nods, respecting my request. Well, either way, I'm glad you came out tonight. I lift my eyes and his brown ones are staring at me across the table. Me too. He looks like he's about to say something more, but then his phone starts ringing. He pulls it out of his pocket and looks at the screen while I take another sip of wine. It's so good, I want to guzzle it. But that wouldn't be a good idea. It's Nina. Maybe it's my imagination, but he has a pained expression on his face. I better take this. I can't hear what Nina is saying, but her shaky voice is audible across the table. She sounds upset. He holds the phone about a centimeter from his ear, wincing with each word. Nina, he says. Look, it's... Yeah, I won't. Nina, just relax. He purses his lips. I can't talk to you about this right now. I'll see you when you get home tomorrow, okay? Andrew jabs at a button on his phone to end the call. Then he slams the phone on the table next to him. Finally, he picks up his wine glass and dreams about half the contents. Everything okay, I ask? Yeah, he presses his fingertips into his temples. I just... I love Nina, but sometimes I can't figure out how my marriage got this way. Where 90% of our interactions are her yelling at me. I don't know what to say to that. I am sorry. If it makes you feel better, that describes 90% of my interactions with her also. His lips twitch. Well, we've got that in common. So she used to be different? Completely different, he grabs his wine and drains the rest of it. When we met, she was a single mom working two jobs. 
I admired her so much. She had a hard life and her strength was what drew me to her. And now she doesn't do anything except complain. She doesn't have any interest in working. She spoiled Cecilia. And the worst part is what? He picks up the bottle of wine and fills up his glass again. He runs his finger along the rim. Nothing. Never mind, I shouldn't. He looks around the restaurant. Where's our waiter? I'm dying to know what Andrew was about to confess to me, but then our waiter rushes over, eager for the giant tip he will almost certainly get from this meal. And it looks like the moment has passed. Andrew orders for both of us, as he said he would. I don't even ask him what he has ordered because I want it to be a surprise and I'm sure it will be incredible. I'm also impressed with his French accent. I've always wished I could speak another language. It's probably too late for me though. I hope you like what I ordered, he says, almost shyly. I'm sure I will, I smile at him. You have great taste, I mean, look at your house. Or did Nina pick out everything? He takes another sip from his fresh glass of wine. No, I own the house and most of the design was done before we were married. Before we even met, actually. Really? Most men who work in the city prefer to have a bachelor pod before they settle down. He snorts. No, I was never interested in that. I was ready to get married. In fact, right before Nina, I was engaged to somebody else. Right before Nina? What does that mean? Is he saying that Nina broke up his engagement? Anyway, he says... All I wanted was to settle down, buy a house, have a few kids. At that last statement, his lips turned down. Even though he hasn't mentioned it, I'm sure he's still smarting from learning that Nina wouldn't be able to have any more children. I'm sorry about the... I switched my wine around in the glass. You know, fertility issues, that must be hard on both of you. Yeah, he looks up from his wine glass and blurts out, We haven't had sex since that doctor's visit. Okay, Andrew, you open it up. Okay. I'd nearly topple my glass on the table. At that moment, the waiter arrives back at our table with our appetizer. It's little circles of bread topped with a pink spread, but I can hardly focus on it after Andrew's confession. Moose de Samon. Canapes, he says as the waiter leaves us, basically smoked salmon mousse on a baguette. I just stare at him. I'm sorry, he sighs. I should never have said that. It was in really bad taste. I'm sorry, he sighs. I should have never said that. It was in really bad taste. Um, let's just... He gestures down at the little slice of baguette on the table let's enjoy dinner please forget i said that me and nina were fine every couple goes through a dry spell andrew sound like you're trying to convince yourself i ain't believing none of it we already know be real with yourself it's about time you be real with yourself because you sound like you have something going on in your head yourself but anyways millie replied of course but Forgetting what he said about Nina 
is an exercise in futility, meaning she can't forget about it. And that brings us to the end of the readings for this episode. Y'all, I feel like that was a bridge into something crazy that girl go on because she texts Millie in the middle of the Broadway show talking about some garbage. I feel like she was trying to get a rise out of or like a response. And then she called Andrew Wilding out like she knows something. Something coming in the next Books and Boys next Wednesday that y'all won't miss. Mark my words. I never read this book. And I don't know what going on in the next chapters or the chapters to come. But I'm telling you, something has to happen. Like, ugh. Anyways, I hope y'all enjoyed the readings. That's all I have to say. I sleepy. I love y'all. See y'all on Sunday. Anyways, y'all, I love y'all. See y'all on Sunday. See y'all next Wednesday. Whenever you hear my voice again, see you then. I love you. And toodles. Ah!